uh, with you today and want to join along with us, uh, I want to talk to you about the secret of peace. A lot of unrest in our world today, a lot of fear. And uh, of course, that's being encouraged uh, to be fearful. So I want to talk about that and talk about the secret of peace. And I'm going to use a passage from Philippians 4, 4 to 7. It says, always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considered in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So friends, as we, these last few weeks uh, with this COVID-19 virus, there's been a lot of different reactions from people around the world and about the spread of this virus and the measures that we are trying to do to contain it. Isolation may certainly is not enjoyable, but it is a biblical way of stopping the spread of disease. In the Old Testament, people who showed signs of sickness were put outside the camp until they got well. It wasn't an enjoyable experience, but it was a necessary experience to stop the spread of disease. And today we are practicing that same kind of principle of isolation. And along with that isolation, people are also dealing with some unwanted changes in their lives. And uh, some of us don't like it. Some people are kind of brushing it all off. Some people are in denial that it, it doesn't even exist or it's important. And some people are so fearful that they won't even leave their homes or even open the door. And I think for most people, we're probably just annoyed at the inconvenience of our routines being broken, I think, if we're honest. There's a lot of extremes out there, and we realize that. And as we see those extremes, sometimes that can bring us to a place where worry and fear become our realities. In times such as these, our faith is very important. And personally, I believe we really need to use this time to strengthen our faith and encourage those around us to look to God and have faith in God. Faith in God really is important in these times. And with that in mind, I want to encourage you during this time to uh, get back into the habit of praying. Uh, Our our schedules have been really messed up, and we're at home uh, most of the time. And so use that time to pray. Get back into the habit of praying. I think that would be really good for us as Christians if we would do that. Besides that, let's take that opportunity to spend time in God's Word. Get the Bible out again. Start reading the Bible and looking to what the Bible has to say. Because the Bible does have lots of things to say to us in times of crisis, in times of plagues, in times of famines, in times of tragedies. I also want to encourage you to watch the many sermons and worship videos that are on YouTube and Check out the different podcasts of messages from various churches. And of course, uh, listen to your own church right here as well. Be careful of taking this isolation time as a time uh, to be isolated from God. Uh, This is not a time to take a vacation from God, but rather a time to draw near to God. And Scripture is very clear. In times like these, we're to practice our faith in all areas, to practice our faith in our prayer time, in Bible reading, and even in our giving. And so let's use this time wisely to strengthen ourselves in the faith, praying, getting into the Word of God, because our faith does make a difference. It's interesting that in the government release here in Alberta, it said this statement. It said, religious communities are a source of strength 
and comfort, especially in difficult times such as these. I encourage religious leaders to work with their faith communities to determine how they continue to support each other, but in ways that reduce the risk of infection spreading. And so I find it very interesting that our own government understands that faith makes a difference in times like these. So as Christians, let's do what we know we should be doing and let us look to the Lord and let us encourage others to also look to the Lord. I'm telling you that God is a very important part of recovery from this virus, including healing, uh, this virus being eradicated uh, in regards to fear and the lies that are happening right now, and for the restoration of our economy. The Bible is very clear that by looking to God, miracles can happen. And personally, I've been praying that this virus would end far quicker than it has started, and that it's not going to be a long thing, but rather it would be a short thing. And if we would join together praying God for that, I believe that indeed can happen. But for today, I want to share with you what the Bible has to say in regards to peace and what our response should be in this time of uncertainty, a response that would bring us uh, peace and also a response that would uh, bring us the answers that we need. And, and so I'm going to use this passage that we began to read here in Philippians 4, 4 to 7, and I think it really gives us some great advice of what we should be doing during this time of uncertainty that we might experience peace. And the very first thing that it talks about here is that the, the first secret to peace in times of uncertainty, it tells us, is to look to the Lord. Start by placing your faith in God, for that is where the peace comes from and even joy comes from. Listen to what it says, Philippians 4.4. 4. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Now, you might be saying, what in the world are you you're talking about, Pat? You're telling us to rejoice. How can I rejoice in such circumstances? Well, I want to point out to you that it says, in the Lord, rejoice in the Lord. There's a rejoicing that can happen as we have a relationship with our God. See, God can bring a peace into our lives so strong, so powerful, that there can actually be a joy in our lives, even in the midst of uncertainty and even in the midst of isolation. Now, and please understand here that our joy does come from Him. It comes from God. A fullness of joy can come from God. God is the source of joy. And so if you want to move from that worry and fear to peace and joy, then the Bible says then you need to look to him because the joy isn't in him. So friends, that joy can come by us looking to God, by us having a relationship with God, by us getting close to God. And friends, I really encourage you to do that. Get close to God. Get close to him. Seek him. Uh, pray and call on his name. Use this opportunity to really get into the word of God. Some of you have never read the Bible. What a great opportunity. Take that book out, throw those other novels away, and begin to read what God's word has to say. It's fantastic. It really is. Encouraging into that word. See, our God is a God of peace. Our God is a God of all comfort. Our God is a God who is with us. Our God is a God of joy. He is not a God of fear. He's not the source of fear either. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 tells us, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Don't we need that today in our world? A sound mind. Well, who gives that to us? 
God does. God does as we look to him. We need a sound mind to block out all the lies of fear. And and we need to look to God because God is our source of peace. And he's able to bring us comfort. He's able to bring us strength. He's able to bring us joy even in the midst of uncertainty. I love Psalm 46.1. It says, God is our refuge and our strength. He's always ready to help in times of trouble. King James Version says he's an ever-present help in times of trouble. That's who God is. He's there for us. He's there for us. Uh, don't be scared of God. Don't think that God's going to reject you because you maybe haven't been a perfect individual up to this point. Call out to him. That's what he's waiting for all of us to do. If you will call out to me, call out to me. I'm the answer that you need. So I encourage you, put your faith in God. And if you haven't done that before, what a great time to start. Cry out to God. Say, God, I need you. God, I welcome you into life. God, I ask that you just come into life. Please forgive me of my sins. I want to serve you. I want to know you. Would you come into my life? Would you make yourself real to me? And God will do that, friends. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, if you will cry out to him, God will answer you. Now, my second secret to peace in times of uncertainty is to be considerate of others. Philippians 4, 5, let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. To be considerate is to take into account the feelings and thoughts of others. It is to show regard for others and to be sympathetic towards them. And I think this is fantastic advice for what is happening right now in our worlds. People's thoughts or emotions or their actions, they're, they're all over the place right now. And you have people that are, uh, some that are acting as if, you know, nothing's going on to the other extreme where their people are, are so fearful uh, that they're scared to even move. And uh, so we need to realize that, you know, these things are happening. That's why you have a toilet paper frenzy. And, and that's why uh, we're seeing our food supplies uh, go down in our stores. Now, we can criticize one another. We can complain about one another. We can talk badly about one another's choices during this time. Or, or maybe we could just give some grace to one another and consider others' feelings at this time. You know, some people are really, really scared. And you know what? When you're scared, you do things that you would normally not do. You don't make good decisions when you're acting in fear. And I realize there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, they're going to be embarrassed. Uh, they're going to be sorrowful that, you know, they're out there hoarding and doing these kinds of things. But, friends, you need to understand fear was tormenting them. Fear got into their soul so, so much that it causes us to do things we normally would not do. And so this is a time we need to be considerate of one another. Don't hoard, for sure. But be considerate. We all have different emotions. We're all at different places in our lives. And so just be considerate of one another. And when we talk about consideration, let's also talk about that with our government. You know what? Our government is trying to do the best that they can do with the information that they have. I know there's lots of other information that you can find out there that maybe would contradict what they're saying. But friends, We need to realize our government is doing the best that they can do. We have never, ever had this kind of experience before. Churches have never had this experience before. Everybody is scrambling, trying to do the best that we can do. So I just uh, say that out to you. Be considerate, even of your government. It's not time to criticize people, but it's time to give consideration to one another. Titus 3, verse 2 says, To slander no one, to be peaceable, and consider it 
and always be gentle towards everyone. If we want to experience the peace of God to rule over our lives and to rule over our society in this time of uncertainty, then we're going to have to be considerate one of the other. And then thirdly, in secrets to having lasting peace, we need to remember the coming of the Lord, that Jesus did say that he would return just as he said he would. And I believe this crisis is kind of like a, a wake-up call to realize, you know what, that could happen. Jesus could come that quickly. Philippians 4 or 5 says, remember the Lord is coming soon. So uncertain times can be reminders of the promise that Jesus will return someday. And we do believe that. We do believe that Jesus is coming again. And I also believe that Jesus is coming soon. He is coming again. It's going to happen just as he said it would. That promise has been made through Scripture. All through Scripture, you see that promise. A common Scripture would be the ascension of Christ. When Christ ascended into the heavens after his resurrection, tells us in Acts 1.11, the angel speaking said, Men of Galilee, they said, Why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven the same way you saw him go. Now, now some people are asking, is this virus outbreak a sign that Jesus is coming back now? Uh, Is this a sign that the fulfillment of the uh, judgments in the book of Revelations, that that is happening now? And I want to tell you the quick answer to that is no, it is not. The judgments in the book of Revelation will be far more severe, friends, and compounded than what we're experiencing right now. This is something small compared to what the book of Revelation talks about. The book of Revelation talks about the seals of God's judgment, the trumpets, the terrors, the bulls, and uh, all this being compounded one on top of another. So if you could imagine what we're experiencing right now uh, to times that by 20, to have 20 other viruses happening in the world, and we're at different stages through that process, a third of the world is dying. So we're not experiencing that, folks. So realize you are not at the judgment of God right now. However, I think that this serves as a reminder that these things are coming and that God is telling us that we need to be ready. We need to be ready for the coming of the Lord. How do we get ready for the coming of the Lord? We surrender our lives to him. We we place our faith in Jesus Christ, and that's how we start to prepare. So this virus is not part of the judgment of revelation. It, It is not saying that Jesus is coming right now, but it is a reminder that it is soon and that it can come rather quickly. The Bible says that his coming will be like a thief in the night. It will come so quickly that it'll catch us all by surprise. And that's what we saw with this virus. It caught us all by surprise. So there's a good reminder in all this. We need to be ready to meet our Lord and to meet our Savior, Jesus Christ. And if we are Christians, do you realize that should bring you actually comfort? It shouldn't bring any fear in your life. If you're ready to meet God, then there shouldn't be any fear. There should be actually a comfort to know that you're ready to meet your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Number four in secrets to peace in the midst of uncertainty is to pray. To call out to God, to spend time with God praying about the situation. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. And on certain, uh, certain times, we usually succumb to worry and fear. And, you know, you listen to all the 
uh, newscasts and social media. And, you know, sometimes I think the advice of just turn it off. It, it gets to be a little bit ridiculous at times. And, you know, the media does. It likes to spread fear and make things look worse than what they really are. And so people panic and we're cleaning out our stores, we're buying toilet paper for some reasons, and we're sealing up our homes and maybe we're watching Netflix, I don't know. But the Bible tells us Christians there should be another response, and that is pray, pray. I'm telling you, friends, that this is one of the most important things that we should be doing right now. Priority one should be for us to be praying. And when you look at the, the crisis, the judgments, the famines, the disasters in the Bible, and you'll go, what did they do? What did they do when those things happened? You will find that as you read those passages of Scripture, it tells us they did this thing. They prayed. They prayed. A good portion of Scripture, you've probably been seeing it already uh, out there on the Internet, is the passage of Scripture, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, that, that talks to us that we need to be praying. But most of us never bother to kind of read the context there as well. And I want to read you a couple verses before that passage. And, and it talks about when uh, King Solomon was dedicating the temple to the Lord, and the Lord spoke to him in that evening. And, and this is what the Lord said to him. It says, Then one night the Lord appeared to Solomon, and he said, I've heard your prayer and have chosen this temple as a place for making sacrifices. Now listen to what it says here. At times, I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls, or I might command grasshoppers to devour your crops, or I might send plagues among you. But listen to what it says. Then, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins and I'll heal the land. He'll heal the land. That's the context, friends. We, we quote that often, but he's really telling this needs to be your response when you see these kinds of things happening in your world. It is a call to prayer. It is a call to seek God. It's a call to make our hearts right with God and to deal with anything in our lives that's not pleasing God. That's what it is. It's a call to respond to God and to start to pray. And friends, I really encourage you to do that, to pray. Right now, Christians should be gathering to pray and working, of course, with those limitations of numbers and spacing and those things that our government tells us. And, you know, our church, we do have it open if you want to come through the week and pray. And I have a couple of times at nights if you want to come in and pray. And, you know, we're practicing all that cleanliness stuff and uh, distancing stuff as well. But, you know, you can pray at home as well. But that's the thing. Are we praying? Are we praying? Christians, are we praying? Or are we just simply com complaining and, and looking what everyone else is saying? Well, we should be looking to see what he is saying. We need to be a praying church that this virus will die and it will disappear far quicker than it appeared, that lives of people will be spared, that people will be immune to this virus and that our world can get back to some normalcy. Prayer is a major answer here to this virus. And that is what the Word of God declares. If my people, if Christians, if Christians, if you as Christians really want to make a difference in this time of uncertainty, then Christians are to pray. And as we pray, peace will come. As you pray, peace will come in your life. As you pray, peace will come in your home and over our communities and over our nation. Let us pray. Let us pray. And then lastly, in secrets of peace, 
there's a need of thanksgiving. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. You know, thanksgiving is so important in every area of our lives. And I realize as we're going through this time of uncertainty, there's, you know, we're doing a lot of complaining. We're doing a lot of accusing and pointing the fingers. And we're probably even pointing our fingers at God and saying, well, where's God? And uh, Isn't God going to do something? If we want God's attention, you're not going to get it that way. You get it by coming before him with thanksgiving. Thanking God for what he has done in your past. Thanking him for his keeping power through all these years that we've had of joy and fruitfulness and prosperity. That say thank you, God. Thank you. And as we come before him with thanksgiving, that gets God's attention. That gets God in the mood to listen to what we're saying. Listen to what it says here in Psalm 104. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. That's how we're to approach God. We're to come with thanksgiving. That's kind of the initial offering that we bring to God and we start saying, God, I I thank you. And and so today I encourage you, think of some things that you can thank God for and, and start off your prayer that way and then come and say, okay, God, I thank you that you've, Minister, you've helped me in the past. Well, Lord, here's another situation. God, we need your help. God, we need your mercy. God, we need you to intervene at this time. And friends, right hearts, right attitudes, thanksgiving goes a long way in getting the attention of God to bring us into that place to experience the peace that we need. So in closing, friends, these are unusual times, uncomfortable times, trying times, uncertain times, fear and worry are always close at hand during such times. But there are secrets to peace that we all need to be aware of, especially as Christians. And it starts, look to the Lord. Look to God. Put your faith in action. Begin to look to Him. And He can bring a joy even in the midst of a trial. And this is a big one. It really is. And we need to be looking to the Lord. Call upon the Lord. Pay attention to these things. Practicing consideration one another. Being ready for the coming of the Lord. Preparing ourselves to be ready. Praying. Remembering to give thanks. All brings peace in our lives. Look how this portion of scripture ends in Philippians 4, 7. It says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Then, as we apply these verses, as you start to call out to the Lord, as you start considering one another, as you start to uh, prepare yourself to be ready for God's coming, as you begin to pray and seek his face and come with thanksgiving, then God says peace will come. That peace will be so great that it'll pass your understanding. You will marvel and wonder, why why am I feeling peace right now? My world is upside down. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I feel at peace. How can that happen? It happens through God. That's what he is able to do. And so this morning, I, I just want to close here praying for you one more time and just asking the Lord would indeed be with you. There is a peace, friends. And you can experience that peace. And I hope this message has encouraged you here this morning. So, Father God, I thank you that you are our hope. There is hope 
in you today. And Lord Jesus, I, I pray that you would help us to look to you. That Lord, there's all the distractions that are around us, Lord, many of those have been removed. And so Lord, there's a lot of time at home right now. And I pray that Lord, that you would help us to use this time to look to you, to place faith in you. I pray that Lord, you would help us to pray. And that Lord, as we pray, that we will see an answer. Because Lord, we, we hear what the world is saying, but we haven't heard what you're saying. And Lord, my ears are attentive to what you're going to say. And so, Lord, as we pray, as people around this community, as people around this province, as people in this nation begin to call upon the name of the Lord, I'm going to tell you, things will change drastically, quickly, and there will be a suddenly that will take place where there will suddenly, it'll just end. It'll be just cut off. You'll see it on your TV screens where they're reporting how many people are sick, and there'll be a suddenly say, there's no report today. No one has contacted this virus today. So we're praying for that. We're believing for that. I'm praying that the Lord would protect you during this time. I'm praying the Lord would cover you, that no sickness would come near your dwelling place, and that, the, that this disease would end in Jesus' name. I pray that the Lord will make provisions for you in unusual ways. I, I pray that jobs uh, will be brought back online for you, that you, you might have that job back. And, and I pray that the Lord would supply your needs in unusual ways. And please understand, this is the time for God that's going to show you that he is real and that he can meet your need even in these very uncertain times. So I pray God's blessing over you today. I thank you for joining us here today at Bethel Family Worship Center in St. Paul, Alberta, Canada. Thank you for joining with us. I pray that the blessing of God and the peace of God will touch your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to be able to speak to you. God bless you all.